Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to your favorite cousins and your new favorite podcast. Join the cousins as we discuss trending topics, current events, dating, relationships, and family. New episodes are recorded and published weekly. You can listen using Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Make sure to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the party. Welcome to another episode of Your Favorite Cousins. We are back again with episode eight. Very exciting. We're keeping the ball rolling. Uh, we got a few cousins on hand again. We got cousin Nikki in the house. What's up? <laughs> cousin Adi is here. <laughs> cousin Sean is yo, here. Yo, yo. Hey, everybody. And if you don't remember, I'm Cousin Lee. So let's jump right in and get to our first topic. Okay, so I don't know if so much of this is going to be a first topic as a whole episode topic, <laughs> because um we tend to get carried away with this topic. So if you <laughs> tuned in last week for episode seven, um we had a conversation about Christian principles versus dating intolerance. Um, the first part of that conversation, we talked about dating. And um, in discussing that, we talked about um, Black singles and singles ministries and churches and the focus being on the theme of waiting and living on purpose while you're waiting. But we talked about how um, we use the theme courtship theology and Christianity and how that plays a part in a single person's thinking and how it cultivates um, their dating life. So we said during that conversation that we would continue um, that conversation with part two, which is tolerance. Um, so Christian principles versus tolerance. So if you're listening, you're probably like, what does that mean? So in extending that conversation, um, we want to discuss how Christian principles play into the level of tolerance that people have, especially women, when it comes to putting up with certain things in relationships. And a large part of this um, conversation that we have, we discuss Pastor John Gray as an example of how his wife is so tolerant of certain behavior because of one, Christian principles um, in marriage and church and two gender roles. So last, last conversation, we talked about how a singles ministry, the focus is placed mainly on women to be prepared to be wives, but no one is preparing these men to be husbands. So you have a lot of women that from our perspective, you have a lot of women that come into marriages that come into relationships and they tolerate a certain level of behavior from men because they feel that's what they have to do because struggle marriage is a part of Christian marriage. So we want to talk about that a little bit and we're going to use John Gray as an example. Again, we are speaking solely from our opinions based on information that we've received from the media because of course we do not personally know John Gray nor his wife Aventer, but Based on the information that we've been provided, we do have some opinions about it, and that's solely where we're speaking from. So if anyone's offended, we don't <laughs> care. We're just saying how we feel it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about, we're going to continue this conversation because it is a conversation to be had. Um, and again, so we're going to talk about, the first example we're going to talk about is when 
the really big thing that John Gray really started getting a lot of attention for, a lot of backlash for, is when he went on the show um, Sister Circle. And when he was on Sister Circle, he made this big, long speech about um, him and his wife's relationship and how much he honors his wife for sticking by him through some of his most immature moments. One example he used in that conversation is saying that his wife was his coat, that she was too big of a coat for him and he had to grow into her and that she's still by him while she grew, while he grew into her. So... The cousins, we we had quite quite a conversation mm. in our cousins' mm. chat about that alone. I know even from my perspective, a large part of my opinion was you have this woman who has spent so much time um, putting into a relationship, pouring into a relationship with someone who ultimately was not ready, not prepared to be a husband. And that's ultimately what it came down to. And I think that a lot of women are placed in that situation with men because they're so prepared or so they think they're prepared to be wives and they go into these relationships because all the preparation was put into them and they go into these relationships, into these marriages with men who are not ready to be husbands. So what were your thoughts on that? Hmm. It's a lot to unpack. It is. It really is. (laughs) I, I, you know what? I think part of that is because what does the Bible teach you? The Bible teaches you forgiveness. So every time, you know, somebody does you wrong, somebody hurts you, as a Christian, we're supposed to forgive them. We're supposed to say, you know what? I forgive you because that's the Christian way. So when we have or when churches have these Christian ministries and stuff like that or these single women ministries, they're taught to forgive. Or even as children, when children are brought up in the church, they're taught to forgive. They're taught Christian values and forgiveness is one of those Christian values. So forgiveness is already instilled in them as they're growing up. So this this woman is already forgiven this man for everything that he's done when in reality, a lot of women would have left (laughs) like Mm -hmm. 472 years ago after after he didn't messed up the the third time after he messed up the fourth time a lot of women would have left but she did she kept deciding hey i'm a christian i'm a christian woman it's godly Mm -hmm. it's christian like of me to forgive him because that's the Christian way. Mm-hmm. And that's what it says mm-hmm. in the Bible. To well, a large part of that... I'm sorry, go ahead, Nikki. Sorry, I was just going to say, I actually think that that is something that is... Um, that's more society-based, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, guys expect forgiveness for things. We have a different mode of standard or standard of... Um, 
accountability when it comes to mm-hmm. gender roles. We all know that that's nothing new. And I think the Christian the Christian part of it, when you bring in religion, that just further uh, complicates things, and it further mm. um, makes women feel like um, I don't want to say like they. I don't know. Like I just think it makes women feel like they even they have to maintain a relationship out of out of a out of security. Uh, yeah, or out it's, of it's a, a, it's um, security obligation to God in a certain yeah. kind of way. Piggybacking yeah. on what you said, like it's like an obligation to God, and as well, like it's kind of like um, the suffering part of it. Just being a Christian. A lot of glory, a lot of suffering is glorified anyway. And this is just kind of uh, just another thing. It's just like, well, we got through that, so that was just, you know, a tie we needed to get. Looking at things as as uh, things that you need to get over, instead of, you know, warnings or red flags or Mm -hmm. the universe trying to tell you that, look, this iteration is done. You know, mm-hmm. just because you made this um, promise mm-hmm. doesn't mean that this is supposed to be right. happening right now, that you're supposed to be in this current place right now. That's yeah. what, like. what you That's said that. about the yep. suffering, you know, people say um, that saying like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or, you know, like you come back better after you're broken. But if you think about breaking a plate and you can put the plate together, but the integrity of that plate is not the same. So, you know, I decided at the beginning Mm. of 2019 that I didn't want to be broken and put back together Mm -hmm. again. I wanted to remain whole because we have to get out of that mindset that, you know, you can be put back together. The the integrity of 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 your spirit or of your body is not the same. I broke a bone in my foot years ago. My foot is not the same anymore. My foot is not any better because it was broken. My foot is actually a lot worse with you know arthritis and pain. Listen, when it's about to rain, my foot swells. So I, that that idea that we need to suffer to to have something great. I think that that's, you know, that we got to get over that. We got to, we got to stop having that mentality that everything has to be broken because it's not the same. It's no better because it's broken. My, my right foot is not better than my left foot because it was broken. My left foot is better because it was whole and it, it didn't have to heal. It didn't have to go through any trauma. So we have to get out of that mindset mm-hmm. that we need to suffer. We need to suffer for a man or we need to suffer. And I think that was my problem with him saying that he had to grow into her and she put up with all his mess. Why does she have to suffer for him to grow? That's not fair. Yeah. A, a large part of a large part of what he was saying when he was um, on Sister Circle is um, he, used, he used words such as... Um, he had to grow into her. Right. She was his coat right. because she covered him. That she had to birth him into being a man. And all that I saw with that is that all I saw in her was a woman stuck by someone who was not ready 
for the relationship that she needed and wanted at the time. And in turn, to get that relationship, she had to wait until he was ready, however long that is in man years. That's equivalent mm-hmm. to dog years to me. Um, she had to wait all those years to get it back in return. Now he's indebted to her for her patience. So, you know, I think that so many women in situation are in situations where they're dating and marrying potential. And meanwhile, they're sacrificing their heart, their time, their patience, resources, prayers, breath, sacrificing virtually their whole life to have a husband who may or may not see them through to the other side. She was his covering. So it's like, as a woman, where were you to be her covering while she withstood the storm with you? I know that women, as women, we're built tough. You know, we're built to withstand certain things. But in the end, if all you can give me is reverence because I birthed you, because I stood by and watched you um, take advantage of the fact that I was being supportive of you when you knew that you were not the man that I needed, when you knew you were not ready. And I stood by and I watched. Now I'm reaping the reward. Now I'm reaping the benefit. The only plus side that I saw out of that situation was that for her, she has a man who seemingly came out on the other side who really appreciates her patience. Um, But you have a lot of women who are in situations like that that never come out on the other side with having their man. You know, they go through the suffrage and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it seems I can give him credit for the fact. Waiting on the other side. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think that in the end. Sure, right. It's that beat up. I think in the end, I think in the end that he showed that he really appreciates his wife to some extent and he knows what he put her through and he honors her for that, even if it came at her expense. So I just, I I get tired of women being reverenced for making deep sacrifices for a man and then he gets all the benefits. So it's like, where is her covering? So that leads me to the next question, which is, through all of that, his wife had to tolerate his growth. She, who knows what happened along the way during these growing pains. She had to tolerate many things to go through this growth. So do you feel like she won or she lost? That's hard to say. I mean, when you don't know someone's... Mm-hmm. I mean, we know what we've heard, but... Mm-hmm. I I think it comes back to also looking what her values are. And that's something, of course, that you won't know unless you knew her personally. But again, we're speaking from an opinion. This is an opinion-based conversation. Um, When you look at um, things from the outside, they look a certain way. And I think that um, (laughs) based on the position that he's in, that does benefit her to an extent. Mm-hmm. To a lot, actually. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that it's all, I'm not saying she don't love her husband. I'm not saying these two people don't love each other. So I don't want nobody, you know, trying to come for us. But what I am saying, though, is that she's one of, if you're from the outside looking in, she's one of the fortunate ones to come out on the other side to have something to show for it. Because there are so many women that are in situations where they are tolerating certain behavior because they think that that's what marriage is about. They think that suffering is what you're supposed to do. 
And I tell anybody quick, I'm not here for a struggle relationship or a struggle marriage. I know what you're here for. Mm-hmm. I know people are going to go through things. I know people are not going to always see mm-hmm. eye to eye. I know marriage is work, but I'm not going to be in a situation with someone who is not able to put in what I'm putting in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to birth you. Mm. I'm not going to turn you into what I want you to be. I need you to be on your way to what you need to be for me. But you know what I find is some women aren't even are, are struggling and they're not even in the marriage Mm -hmm. phase. They're still in the relationship phase. They're struggling thinking that that, that, that's going to get them to the marriage phase. Still, you know, yeah. And it's just like how long are you willing to struggle to wait? Right, and, and that's, that's what I was going to Because um, yeah, and that's either you guys yeah. are weak at different times. Every At some mm-hmm. point, somebody is going to be putting in more than the other because maybe mentally, physically, you don't have it. People go through different phases and that's how a marriage is. Mm-hmm. But she struggled mm-hmm. so early mm-hmm. into the relationship. Piggybacking on what you like, it seemed like the struggle re- started out from the start, from the mm-hmm. get go, before it even got to, you know, 10, 15 years in. The first eight years was, you know, her being the coat. Yeah. A large part of that, because because what from what I'm seeing is okay. I I get that you're you're no you're you're reaping the benefits financially, but how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? How are you spiritually? Are you reaping the Are you reaping those benefits? Because you know I I see that you're doing good financially you're doing well but are you mentally okay are you emotionally are okay well see where is the it's interesting that you bring that point idea because then the story goes on as they you know as their relationship rolls on through the media then here comes the stories about the affair that he had so um you know all that all that Mm -hmm. came about he went on the reel he was on the reel saying that he had an emotional affair with this woman. There was no physical interactions with this woman. It was just a strictly emotional affair, whatever. Um, and, you know, he's like him and his wife have made amends for that. And he has accepted his wrongdoing and he has been doing well to get back on track to make sure that he continues to honor his, honor his wife. Now, during that time that all this all this came out, um, of course, his wife comes on the scene and she's defending him and she's saying, hey, you know, this is our marriage. You know, I prayed over this situation. His wife defends him and she blames his transgressions on the devil, says that, you know, she saw this woman as a threat to their relationship and she was the devil and she had to pray that devil off of her relationship. Now, ma'am, mm. ma'am, 
Now that 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 struck a nerve with me, and the reason why it struck a nerve with me is because women have a habit. Some women, not all, but some women have the habit of putting the weight and the blame on the other woman. This not that lady's fault alone. She didn't do it alone. She had help. Mm-hmm. And if he quote unquote was having an emotional affair with this woman, that means that there is something lacking between you. Now, men don't have emotional affairs in general. Okay. So um, if he's a, even admitted saying that, yes, I was connecting with her on an emotional level, that means that something was missing. Now, the thing that I'm not clear about, I don't know if any of you know, or have been proven to any information through the media, I don't know if this affair happened during that time that he was trying to fit into the cult, <laughs> or if this happened after they got past the cult, he grew into her, <laughs> and she birthed him, and they got all, and all was right with the world, and then he decided to have the emotional affair, I'm not sure. But I do know that um, that was a mess. And I didn't like how, I'm not against any woman standing by her man, but what I did not like is that she put all, they put all of the weight. His wife seemingly to me put all of the weight on that woman saying I had to pray away the situation. Um, She called her a strange woman. You probably did. She called her a strange woman, but she wasn't Mm -hmm. strange to him. He wasn't strange. He knows your husband And they have been friends well. for years. Yes, and have been no. friends for years. And have been friends for years. <laughs> and he's been, and, and, and has, has poured into this woman. She is not a stranger, but that's what makes you feel good. So it's, it's things like this. Again, I'm not here to bash the lady, but it's things like that that make me give her a side eye. It's like, ma'am, are you really holding your husband accountable here? I know that you got to put on a face because you're in the public eye, you're quote unquote first lady. And you know, you have to carry a certain um, reputation or, or, or a certain, or certain thing about yourself. So I get that. But it's like, come on, ma'am. Really? Well, well that goes into what you, what you, what you said, Sean, about accountability. A lot of women don't want to hold their men mm. accountable for their actions. They rather blame the other woman the other woman when a lot of mm-hmm. times the other woman doesn't mm-hmm. even know that there's the other woman. So it's your man who's actually doing the wrong deed. And you need to confront him and say, hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? And what is what is going on in our relationship that will cause you to wander off and have a relationship with another woman, whether it be physical, emotional, whatever. Why are you having another relationship? The only way, the only way, in in my personal opinion, the only way I would ever confront another woman is if that other woman knew I was in a relationship. Like, if if Lee met my boyfriend and decided that one night she wanted to, I mean, go out and have a drink with him and one thing led to another, oh, okay, me and Lee need to have a conversation. And my boyfriend, we all need to sit down at, mm. the, at the red table and have a conversation. I don't think it need to be no conversation. It ain't because gonna be no conversation. What is going on? Mm. Why y'all? What... <laughs> we fighting. 
but we 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 need to talk about some things. But if it's just some random person, if it's just some random person, don't blame the other woman. I'm all about let's let me and you go say let's go to Starbucks. Let's have a talk. Yeah. Let's have let's let's have some a frappuccino and a chai tea with a soy latte. Cause you're getting let's in the way. Because he's telling you something. Nah, we fighting homegirl. Right. <laughs> He might be telling you some things. He might be telling you some things and he might be telling me some things. So I want to know what he's telling you and I want to know what he's telling me. So that way when I go and mm. talk to him, I know what the story is. And I know what he's going to say and I can come back to him with some receipts. <laughs> and right. say, excuse me, sir, I would like a I mean, I know, I know with receipt. me personally, like, I'm not, like, I'm not interested in what the other, what the other woman has to say. If you could, if you have enough to lay in front of me to tell me that it's been happening, that's enough for me to make a decision on my own. Um, but again, one thing that I'm not going to do though is I'm not going. I'm going. To, I'm not going to put all the blame on her. I am going to make sure that he's accountable, and that's what I feel has been missing. I think that he's been adopting his own accountability, and I think that or lack thereof because of the positioning that he's in and because he's in the public eye, everybody's been in their business. Mm. But I think, and, and who knows what she has taken him through at home, you know, over the Canada affair. I'm sure that she has had her words. But um, at the end of the day, though, um, I just feel like you can't, at the end of the day, you're human. And you can't, <laughs> it, all I saw in my mind is just two people trying to cast away a cheating spirit from their marriage and cast away a demon from their marriage. That's the way it sounded to me when they were saying it. When I read that article, it was like, what? You're praying, you, some woman, this strange woman has infiltrated my relationship. Excuse me. No one can infiltrate something unless they got a way in. Mm-hmm. So why are you so mad at her? Mm-hmm. Why are you not focused on what the problem really is which is you marry somebody that is very immature and is not ready to, and was not ready to be a husband even though no he's one, older than her you can't come to somebody's house mm, unless they invite you in or how do you think a celebrity has played a part in his quote-unquote redemption um I, I feel like he's been on 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 his way to you know trying to redeem himself and um you know, trying to show some level of accountability. Of course, after the real, a lot of people came in and started going in on his wife. So he went on his social media and he gave this great long speech about how his wife has been the backbone of their relationship and, you know, showing her honor and saying, you know, you can say whatever you want to say about me, but you're not going to talk about my wife. She is off limits. Try me if you want to. I don't know where the thuggedness came from, but whatever. He said, try him. If you're going to talk about his wife and his kids, they're off limits. If you want to attack him, you can attack him, but don't talk about his wife because she has been his backbone and she has done what she needed to do to try to hold. She's been the glue that's been holding their marriage together. Again, give him reverence to your wife for being such a strong lady and being so loyal and dedicated to you. Through all of that, she's tolerating so much for you to shine. Mm. Tolerance. It's like, 
are you tolerating it because of your position? And I think that congregants and churches sometimes romanticize the pastor and first lady relationship. Oh, absolutely. My pastor at my new church was talking about mm-hmm. his situation on Sunday. They were in rehab together. I'm not even going to say mm. what church, but the with a whole church and nobody mm-hmm. knew until he Ooh. just couldn't take it anymore. So 17 years mm-hmm. in a relationship, he said 17 is a 20 year relationship and it's been the happiest three years of their life. Basically 17 years was just like, whoa, like, wow. Tum- Wait a minute. Tumultuous. Time out. I need you to <laughs> time out, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I, I got questions. I got questions. I have questions. Back. I got questions. Um, so, so, wait. So they was in rehab for 17 years? No, not in rehab for 17 years. Okay. They were going. Okay, wait. They met in rehab. No, they did not they meet got in met. rehab, but they ended up okay, in what rehab. Okay, what happened? together at oh so they was married they both they while they were still married while they were still married it was just they weren't happy and the wife just started drinking she became an alcoholic he was drinking became an alcoholic he was sent he sent her to um rehab uh yeah first and she sent him to rehab he sent her to rehab first and he was talking about how he was talking thinking about you know just get her where I need her to be so I can bounce so I won't have a crazy baby mama on my hands that's that's what he was thinking in his 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 mind before God stepped in (laughs) and okay he had a so she got the help she needed right exactly so okay so she got the help she needed Right. So so they were married for 17 years. They're not together no more or they are no, still together? No, they're happily married now for the past three years. But for the past three years on top of the 17. Right. So they had a 17 tumultuous years before they got to these three years of happy? Yeah. <laughs> that's what Jesus. it is. That's basically what they said. Um... Excuse me, I need to go. I need to leave. I gotta go fix my food. I'm gonna go exit stage left. Wow. Talk about tolerating. Did he say why? Did he say why? Did he say did he say did he say did he say why he stayed? Something dark. That long? Was it just because he knew that she needed help? The only thing I got from mm-hmm. it was that they loved each other and they made a commitment. They had a family, and he didn't go. But nobody talked about how they just were not any good for each other throughout that seventeen no. years. You spent seventeen years of unhappy and and turmoil with someone. You tolerate that type of relationship because you made a commitment. Now. Okay, let me back up. As a I'm disclaimer, sure they had their happy I am moment. not. 
Right. I'm not negating. I'm not arguing. I ain't negating what the word says about marriage, what it says about divorce. I'm not doing any of those things. And I'm not doing that with you people that's listening. But I do not believe that God intends for us to be unhappy. I'm not spent. I don't have 17 years to give to anybody to waste. I'm not spending 17 years trying to figure it out and being happy with someone for 17 years. And then I finally get to the end of the 17 and then the last three. I'm like, you know what? That's the happiest I've been with you since I've known you. That is foolishness. 17 years, 18, 19, 20 years. They seem really Good. happy now. Great. I think it worked out for them. I get what you're saying. But for yeah. them, I think yeah. they were meant to be together. And you can tell. Okay. But okay, now I got something. I got something for that. My my something for that is that that says exactly that is a reason right there how that there's somebody in that church that listened to that story on Sunday and felt that their relationship was gonna make it. Their failed mm. relationship was gonna make it. Listen to that story. Not realizing that they should have left last year or the year before. They taught they are they're going to continue to tolerate certain behavior because they listen to that story on Sunday. Now, like you said, it works for them. God bless their marriage. They seen they held on. They yet holding on. They held on to each other. That's that's beautiful. Congratulations. I'm glad they made it through that kind of turmoil. But my worry is that you tell a story like that with what purpose? Was that just your testimony? Or were you giving that story to people to let them know that even in their brokenness of a situation or a relationship, that you can make it through anything? Let's be real here. Yes, God can fix anything, but there are some people that really do not need to be together and they don't know it. And sometimes I think that situations are broken on purpose. Mm. And not all the times mended and put back together again. I think that sometimes situations are broken because that's what needs to happen to push you to your fullest potential, to push you into what God has for you, because you can't get there with certain people on your back, Absolutely. husband, wife, or not. and that that's what I mean when I say that you have people that are that romanticize that past the first lady relationship. And I, how do you think that plays a part into how much people tolerate in their relationships and marriages? Mm. At some point, some discernment has to discernment mm. discernment has to come into the equation because mm. it's not just you following other people's example. God gives you your own signs, and I mean it's a comprehensive type of thing you can't just look at the example of your past yeah it's subconsciously that could give off that you know that idea yeah. like you know look how happy they are now I just need to hold on but mm -hmm. you know when somebody mm -hmm. when you ain't got the same thing you know you ain't got the same thing See, but you, you know, know it I don't think, look the same it don't smell the same I, necessarily I, I do believe that, that God God gives you signs and everything and I think he gives you signs about the good and the bad and 
I honestly think that the little things, you know, he he shows you. And then when you don't listen to him, he 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 literally mm-hmm. sets off a bomb in order for mm-hmm. you to pay attention. So it's just like, especially like with relationships, like if this is not the right person for you, he might show you like a little something that, that this person is doing that's just not right and you might ignore it and he just might keep showing you a little something that's not right and he might ignore it and then he just might say, you know what, let me let me push you off this bridge so you'll pay attention to what I'm showing you or let me push you in front of this car mm-hmm. in order for you to actually get the point because me showing you the giving you little hints again. Mm. I agree. Is, mm. And and I agree with that. Because it's like and that's happened to me before. It's it's happened on a couple mm-hmm. occasions. I wasn't paying attention to the little stuff. It was the little details. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh let me ignore it. Let me ignore it. And then finally them bombs go off, the buildings fall. The the floodgates mm. open, and I'm just like, well, look at God. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what's sad that even though those things can happen, people still don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. People still don't remove themselves. People still try to hold on to broken situations. I personally know a few people who were married. Um, that went through so much turmoil and they tolerated and put up with so many things, so much disrespect, so much hurt, so much pain, trying to hold on because they took a vow to one another. And that's commendable. You know, like, like I said, making that kind of commitment to someone um, and, and making a marriage commitment to someone, that's big, that's huge. And I think that some people, I saw something the other day where this guy said, you know, some marriages fail because when they take a vow, they say, I do, when they really meant I'll try. Mm. And sometimes you're committing yourself to something that you really don't understand what that means. That's just like with any commitment that come, any commitment that you have um, that comes from um, that's of God, that comes from the, the Bible, anything. People commit themselves to these things sometimes and they don't realize the power that it holds. And they say it blindly. They say it really lightly. And some people take it very seriously. And I think it's the ones that take it very seriously that really want to do everything that they can to make sure that they're holding on to their relationship. But I said a couple episodes back that I think that in the end, sometimes people do things in their time and in not God's time. And what's meant for you, you didn't really get what was meant for you. You may have gotten um, what you put yourself in line for because that's what you wanted, not because that's what you needed not that's because not even because that's what was meant for you you just said this is what I want and you took it and you have it now so now that you have it you have to deal with it but then you find out it's not all it's cracked up to be Mm -hmm. and then you have some people 
people can walk away from that freely and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I don't have to do this. But you have some people, they will tolerate so much because they want to come out on the other side. No one wants to see their relationship fail. No one wants to see their marriage fail. But you can't continue to go through a series of issues and, and be abused. Emotional abuse is real. When someone's hurting you and doing something to you, that is abuse. Mm-hmm. And why subject yourself to that kind of abuse trying to tolerate something because of how it looks to everyone else? Because the people in the church are going to condemn you? Because people are, because Christians are going to look at you and say, oh, you're not supposed to divorce. The Bible says that God doesn't believe in divorce. I've heard so many people say that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you one thing. If I ever get married and it's not working out, we getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding me husband number two and husband number three if I got to. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to do that, so I'm not putting that in the atmosphere, but I'm just saying. I'm not, I do not believe that God intends for us to be unhappy. I'm not tolerating things just so I can say I'm married. I'm not tolerating things just because of how it looks to someone else or to put on a show for someone else. I want to be in a genuinely good and healthy relationship and marriage. And if it's not working, then I'm going to leave. And that's just the bottom line. That's just my take. Mm. You know, I, I don't have, I don't have a tolerance for certain things. My tolerance has a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. My tolerance has a cap. And you know, I think that kind of touches back on what you were saying earlier. I think with marriage, a lot of people, commit to people's potential mm-hmm. they're not even committed to the actual person they're they're committed to the mask that person hasn't removed mm-hmm. their that mask yet so they're not seeing what's underneath they're only seeing the potential they're seeing what they could but be you know not what? who Sometimes... they are but sometimes even with dating and marrying potential, sometimes it's not a bad thing because you might have someone that you're, it, it, sometimes it takes the right person. You have, you got potential energy. Um, you know, I'm a science person. So you have potential energy. That means that with the right elements, with the right thing involved, um, it will move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. If it has the right mix of things. So if it needs a charge, if, right, exactly, that's the operative word, if it needs a charge. So it's not, that potential is not going to move unless it has a charge. So that means you got to be with somebody that you can plug into. Somebody can plug into you and they're going to charge you and they're going to push you. And sometimes that's not bad. What happens, what happens is people don't realize when they don't have potential energy. Hmm. But they have someone who, like you said, you start talking to them and then you realize, you know what? You lie. You lie. You ain't, you none of those things you said. You lazy for real. You didn't mean none of that. You taking me through these changes. You running up my credit. You 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 doing all sorts of mess behind my back and nothing like you said you are and now I'm tolerating you. Hmm. So I and now I have to tolerate these things because I made a decision based on what I thought you were. I I dated your potential. I married your potential. But again, it 
it's a chance, it's a gamble because you might get with someone and they have all this energy and it's like they just need the right charge. They need that person that's going to push them into their destiny, right? Right. And then you have some that have that energy. They don't have the right plug. Mm -hmm. They're not plugging into the right person. The person's not pushing them. They're not motivating them. So I think that sometimes uh, it's a gamble, but dating potential sometimes isn't necessarily a bad thing. But like you said, Nadia, you don't know because you're getting that representative and then that mask falls off and then you're like, who are you? I've heard married people say on several different occasions that you don't know that person till after the first seven years. Bobby and Whitney mm-hmm. said that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that. So I've heard five years, I've heard seven years. Mm. And just a disclaimer to anyone listening, none of us have been married. Again, we're only speaking from what we know. So again, we can't I tell people all the time, I, I will first of all, I don't speak to married people about married people business because I'm not married right. now, I've been married. I only speak about this type of thing with people who can share a vantage point that I have, which is you guys, because we haven't been married, but, and we aren't married currently, but, you know, I just don't, and this could be partly why I'm not, I just, I I don't see myself, um, being a happy, and and, and tolerate, and, and, and just tolerating things, because that's what people say I'm supposed to do, right, period. I mean, but this is also a disclaimer. Summer is a coming, and we out here. If anybody listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anybody want to plug uh, it, anybody got some potential energy exactly. they're trying to plug yeah. it. Okay. okay. Just, just, just hit us up on Facebook and let us know where them barbecues at. We bring the potato salad. <laughs> We made some potato and Nadia loves potato salad. She got she got the potato salad. Yes. paprika. Exactly. Lots of paprika. Mm-hmm. You can count on Nadia for the potato child, salad. You can count on Lee for some soda. She live out in the county, child. She ain't got to pay no to- no soda tax or none of that. Mm-mm. Nope. We bring everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. We bring the libation. We look, we fixing up the whole barbecue. Exactly. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) We bring some of that. She's just trying to be on the scene. We bring some of that sweet baby ray sauce. We hook it up. We we will hook it up, tear it down. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, I, like I said, this is, um, we'll probably continue this conversation. Um, this is something that we could talk about on and on and on. But yeah, this is our talk on tolerance. Um, our second part two of our conversation of Christian principles of dating and tolerance. So we hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, we're about to wrap it up for the night. Um, next show episode nine we're going to talk about finances student loans and why nobody tells you about the effects of student loans on your credit nobody tells you about school all that good stuff we're gonna have that conversation mm. we're also going to talk about a poll that we put on our facebook page dating your dating a friend's ex would you should you 
And we're also going to talk about their prayer because I tap, I had to tap into um, Sierra with their prayer. And so I think we figured it out. So we're going to, you might want to come back for episode nine. You're trying to get she's in. She's stingy with it. She to find stingy. out how Sierra, yeah, how Sierra got this unicorn. Yeah, we're trying to find out how Sierra got she this unicorn. She ain't getting no unicorn. She got a whole dragon. She got something. <laughs> okay, the oh, lair. She got everything. She got a <laughs> so whole be sure to join in us. The, in the spaceship somewhere. James and the Giant. I don't know where she found him at. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she she found him. She found him in Narnia. Exactly. Like she had to okay. she, she didn't She had to get in that joint before the portal closed. Yes, yeah, she, she had to get in that joint before the portal right. closed. She all now we looking for the door. We can't even find a knob. Yeah, she did with another the wardrobe and turned back into whatever. In the long cedar tree. She didn't took off Captain Hook and all them. Got Tinkerbell and all them. The whole fairy tale. The everything. Yes. I mean, it's just imaginary. He's like a he's a mystic, he's a mystical creature. Well, we're gonna talk about that next week on episode Mm -hmm. nine. So join us, follow us on Facebook, your favorite cousins. If you have some comments, concerns, topic ideas, you want to ask us a question, you want our advice about something, shoot us an email at yourfavecousins at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Our Facebook messenger is always popping. And yeah, that's it. Follow us on social media. Tell your friends. Share the episode when it comes out. And we'll